we put too much attention on ourselves and how we're feeling and how, you know, what we think something should be, but you have to keep the attention on who you're here to serve. If you've got medicine on your heart that you want to talk about, you never know who's actually like, yes, somebody finally said it. Somebody, you know, thinks like me, someone likes the same tea as me. It doesn't matter. Like we automatically feel like, oh, you know, I'm this, or I look like this, or no one's going to feel this way. And you have to remember it's a huge world out there and your voice is not redundant. You're unique. You have your own unique magic. And so one of the ways to keep that in mind is just to keep, keep tabs and keep score on the things that you've accomplished, the people that you've helped, the people who love you. Like we, we pay attention to the haters and the comments, you know, but again, remove that and replace it with the focus on who you're here to serve. It will always guide you back. It will always bring you back to where you belong. I'm Amy Porterfield, ex-corporate girl turned CEO of a multi-million dollar business. But it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, money, and time to focus on growing my small but mighty business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned, and you'll see the business I have today, one that changes lives and gives me more freedom than I ever thought possible, one that used to only exist as a daydream. I created the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and helps you create a life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Have you ever thought or said this? Maybe you've shared it in one of my Facebook groups or in a DM. Here it goes. How do I get more comfortable doing Facebook lives? Or how do I get more comfortable doing webinars or Instagram lives or just being on video? Or maybe you said this, I watch all of these other people do videos and they're so good but I just don't feel like I could do that. Hold the phone, my friend, because guess what? Everyone has to start somewhere. In fact, many times when you make excuses for not going live, the real thing holding you back is fear. But you know that, right? So here's the deal. I've invited someone special on the podcast to help us all kick fear to the curb in 2021 and show up with more confidence, even if you got to fake it till you make it. Her name is Iverly Brooks, and she's a business and mindset coach with 10 years experience. She's passionate about using her voice and experience to help entrepreneurs build thriving businesses, master their mindset, and nurture their creative spirit to create their dream life. Now, today, we're drilling down into a five-step process with tangible action items for finding your confidence in 2021 so that you can attract a whole lot of new audience members, grow your business, finally do those webinars and Facebook and Instagram lives without getting too nervous so that you actually don't do it, but instead, you show up and you make an impact. Iverly is sharing her five-step process, which includes some journaling prompts. So maybe have a pen and paper ready if you want to follow along. And she's also going to share some tangible action items so you can implement right away for increasing your confidence and showing up big and bold this year. So we're talking about having more confidence online. 
specifically for most of you, because I know you well, it's having more confidence going live on video. So as we go through these steps, see how you can use them for whatever platforms you want to use within your business, whatever you want to do in your business that you're not yet doing consistently. Let's make 2021 your year, and this is a perfect place to start. So I won't make you wait any longer. I can't wait for you to meet my friend, Iverly. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Hey there, Iverly. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you here. And I can't even tell you how excited I am for our conversation. I want you to share your story with my listeners so that they can understand how you got to where you are. So can we start there? Yeah. I mean, I can do the condensed version, but <laughs> give us give us the details. I want to hear it. <laughs> well, I started out, um, believe it or not, I started out, I had a women's magazine and this was way back before social media was what it is today. And it was all about just like fashion and wellness and things like that. And, and I didn't have like experience in like journalism or anything. I was just obsessed with magazines. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to make my own. And I don't think anyone took me seriously at first, but I did it. I, I created my own women's magazine. I've always been obsessed with just helping women and, you know, figuring out like what what's new and and how can we be leaders and and that was something that I've since a kid I've been obsessed with that kind of thing um and so the magazine came out like a physical magazine that was delivered no it was online online okay it was got an it online flipping page magazine that I designed myself girl and I won't say that my photoshop <laughs> skills were the best <laughs> got to start somewhere Right. But I was getting celebrity interviews and things like that. It was really surprising because I didn't have any experience. So I was doing our own advertising. Um, I was designing the whole thing myself. I had to teach myself like Photoshop and learn all about, you know, release dates. And I just, it was insane. It was just me and one of my friends who was helping out. But long story short, the magazine became popular and it's in Atlanta and it started to gain traction, which was so strange, Amy, because people would be like, I'm going to come visit the offices and meet the staff. I'm like, girl, <laughs> <laughs> like you're going to be surprised. It's just me and my friend <laughs> right, in my home office. Um, but it was a very good learning experience because I realized that a, I did not want to be in publishing. Um, <laughs> I hear you. Right. And so I decided to turn the magazine into more of like a kind of a, 
a video, like a TV show. And this is before YouTube was what it is. I decided to take all of the content from the magazine and try to make video, you know, like a video version of it. Um, and a company picked it up and started to produce it. And I was really excited. I was just like, you know, I was getting interns and the staff was growing. They were funding it. And so I thought that was it for me. I was like, this is it. I'm going to be Oprah now. I've got <laughs> done deal. Right. And my magazine's going to be a show. And so I poured my heart and soul into it. And one day the company just said, hey, you know, we're going in a different direction with what we want to make. So sorry. Ugh. And it was the worst. I mean, because I really dropped everything to to create the show. And so I was left with, you know, they they owned all the footage. So my hard work days and nights went, you know, I didn't own it. It taught me a lot about ownership. Right. So you hear some lessons in here as I'm going. <laughs> but at that point, I was kind of lost. I didn't know what to do. I'm like, you know, I've poured my heart and soul into this magazine and then this show. And believe it or not, a friend of mine was like, you know, one thing that you're really good at, you're good at coaching guys. You're good at coaching people on like their dating life and relationships. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. But nobody makes money at that. You know, I, I didn't really coaching wasn't what it is today. Got it. You know what I mean? Like today coaching is there's a coach for everything. But back then, right. it was, girl, what are you doing? So <laughs> <laughs> um, I started doing it just, you know, I was already doing it just for free, you know, giving people advice. And it became my thing that people knew me for. And over time, I started taking it seriously. At this point, I was just like, it's a blank slate. You know what I mean? Like, let me just do something I'm good at. And it started to become the beginning of my coaching career. I didn't realize how much I loved it, how much I loved coaching, but I was a dating coach for years. I literally was coaching people on how to create relationships, how to rebrand themselves, how to work on their personal style. And I was working with guys. And during that time, a friend of mine, her mom was starting a business and she says, well, you know, I really knows this stuff. Maybe she can help me. So I spent almost a year helping her get her business started. I didn't charge her. I just was helping. And that was the turning point for me, Amy. I realized throughout that process, I was like, this is, this is me right here. Like, and I, you know, I was acting and doing that kind of thing, but helping her with this business, I would stay up all night. I was so passionate about seeing a woman go from working in corporate America and deciding, you know, I'm going to step out on my own and how do I get started? And I loved it. It was, it just lit me up and it was clear that I needed to make a change and it took a little while, but I started taking on clients for free, women who wanted to start businesses, whether it was a side business or they wanted to completely change over and that's how it went. I've been doing it for six years now, working with only women. <laughs> what a switch. So now you only work with women and what specifically do you do? So you coach them, but what specifically do you focus on? So um, when I first started out, I was just helping women get started on businesses. So it was like all, you know, mostly just people who wanted to do, you know, start their own business product based. And then as time went on, I started to realized that I was incorporating the mindset aspect because I, I don't think you can have a business coach without the mindset part being very integral in the whole entire process. So I started letting people know, like I am a mindset mentor as well as a business coach. And that 
opened me up to a lot more clients. Some people I work with now, we're only working on the mindset part because it's, it's literally the first thing you need to focus on before deciding to create a brand or, or anything like that. And I firmly believe that 80% of our success as entrepreneurial women is our mindset. I mean, it's a huge piece of it. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show today because you teach women how to boost their confidence. That's one of your expertise. And you've got this five-step process and you know I'm a sucker for a process. So (laughs) when I heard you had a five-step process and I know I've struggled with confidence from day one. And so I thought, we've got to dive into this. And we're specifically going to talk about like confidence online, doing your thing. So I know there's almost like a prerequisite before you dive into even step one. So before we get into the steps, let's talk about what's that prerequisite. So before you get started with trying to, okay, I'm going to take these steps to start showing up online, you set the stage and start with a blank slate and really get honest, right? Get very honest about, because most people say, oh, I just don't post. I don't have time. Or, you know, I'm not really good with all that. Like they, they have excuses that they truly believe, but it's really because they don't feel confident in how they can show up online. And so the first step is just come face to face with what you're avoiding, right? Like literally think to yourself, how am I, you know, how am I stopping myself? And I think most of the time we can go months and months and months without posting all because of these small excuses. So just come face to face with what you're dealing with and just take it head on and decide, you know what, I'm going to create a blank slate and almost a new character. You know, I'm, I'm going to create this new version of myself that does show up. I mean, I know how I'm doing that, yet, <laughs> but right. I'm, but I'm deciding you're just making a decision that those old stories about why you don't show up online or that you're just not a person who posts, you're starting over from that. And that's where you want to start with it. Okay. So we've got to start right there. Mm -hmm. And then from there, walk us through these five steps. So the first thing what you want to do after you've decided, you know, I'm going to show up, this is what my audience needs. This is part of, you know, my future plan and what my goals are. You want to start paying close attention to your inner dialogue around posting and around showing up online, right? Start, and I use journaling for this. I am, of course, journaling is great for so many things, but this is where you can really get down to the bottom of it. Like, what is the self-talk? You know, what are you saying to yourself? And then also forgive yourself for not posting. You know, when you talk to someone and they're like, oh, I haven't posted since, you know, whenever. It's like a shame or like a guilt. You know what I mean? Yes. I hear it all the time. Right, right. So the, the more time goes on that we haven't shown up, then it, the shame piles on, right? And you just feel bad about it. And, and it, it's a cycle. So the first thing you have to do is change your inner dialogue and drop the blame and the negative self-talk around why you don't post. Okay. So that's step one. Yes. We're going to let go of the blame and the shame around whatever it is that is holding you back that you're like saying, I'm terrible at this, or I should be doing this, or I should be doing that. We're going to drop that. Yes. The shoulds. That's the shoulds. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Tony Robbins always says, don't should all over yourself. (laughs) Yes. So we're letting go of the shoulds. Okay. What's next? And then the second point is get very specific. So there's always different reasons why people don't show up online and show up to serve their audience. And 
It could be body issues. It could be, you know, fear of judgment or fear of being criticized. And sometimes I'm going to tell you it's one person that you're afraid to post. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm, Like I never thought of that. Yeah. If you really get specific and like I said, write it down. And, And I use an exercise. I give my clients this exercise of if I blank, then I blank. So it's like, what, what are you actually afraid of? You know what I mean? Is it that someone in high school is going to talk about you? Like (laughs) it's different for everyone or, you know, I don't look the way that I want to look. If you get honest about it, that's the first step in breaking it down and saying, okay, is this a real fear? Is this something I'm making up in my head? Because I, I'm thinking of a friend in particular who has these wild ideas about what people think. And I'm like, you are saying that you have no evidence that people view you this way. We create these ideas in our heads. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I do it all the time. So if I was doing this one, this actually sometimes happens today, even 11, almost 12 years in, but using that model, if I blank, then I blank. One of mine is if I can't figure out the technology while I'm on live video, then I'm going to look like an idiot. And my students are going to think that I'm not competent, that I'm going to waste people's time. So like I'm on live and people can't hear me or my mic's not working or whatever. Instantly, I think, well, then people are going to think I'm an idiot and I teach this stuff. So I better get it right every single time. Have it perfect. Right. Exactly. And that that particular exercise is what's going to lead you into step the next step. (laughs) Okay. What's the next step? So the next step is affirm yourself, affirm your voice, right? Come back to why people are watching to begin with. Remember how you've helped other people. You know, you're a boss at this. Like, you know, you're good at this. You have a specific magic that people are showing up for and you're less forgiving of yourself than your audience. They don't expect perfection. They expect you. And I had a situation recently where I had a video that was very very, very viral. And I felt I was stuck on what wasn't perfect about it. You get what I mean? And it's like, duh, obviously nobody cared. (laughs) Whoa. Let's talk about that. I was going to bring this up at the end, but let's actually talk about it right now. So you and I connected during the Black Lives Matter movement, and you gave me some really great insight and feedback that I will forever cherish. And you reached out to me out of nowhere. So I will forever consider you a friend and someone I am so grateful for. During that, you had mentioned this video that you had posted and it was early on. It was getting viral, but holy cow, (laughs) it got really viral over the next few weeks. And so I want you to first talk about, this is totally a side note, but I'm going to come back to your point here. Tell people what that video was about. So it was just a regular, uh, I went live on Instagram and I don't go live a lot. I had only, I maybe had maybe two videos before that. But during the Black Lives Matter, when it first started, when the movement first began, I felt a lot of frustration. And because we're all, you know, I was quarantined at home because of COVID and I wasn't out in the streets. I wasn't protesting. I didn't have community around me. And so the energy that I was getting online felt it was very um, constricted. And it felt like conversations were just arguing and blame and pointing out you should do this. And this person didn't do that. And it's my natural inclination to try to provide clarity for anybody who's following me and maybe feeling particular things. And one of the things that I kept finding was that women who were white would be asking a million questions, right? 
getting arguments amongst each other in the comments. And I just decided to go live and talk to my followers who happen to be white women. Um, and because that's, that's what the, the conversations were about on my previous posts. So I went live and I decided to talk to white women about how they can help. If they're completely clueless and feeling shame and guilt and all the other things, here's how you can start. Because it's not just posting a bunch of things and arguing, you know, in the comments. And I felt very strongly about just connecting and being honest. Like, listen, I am a black woman. I am not going to answer 50 million questions in the DMs, but I'm going to talk to my audience because obviously I have, you know, all different races in my audience. But I'm like, listen, if you guys are here, there was only 11 people on the live. Okay. That's crazy. I just (laughs) want to point that out. 11 people on live. Fast forward us. Uh, until about right about now, how many people have seen that video? We're at about 6 million now. <laughs> 6 million. I want you all to hear this. Like most of us will never go viral. I don't think we'll have something that goes viral like that. 11 people were on live, but it went viral to 6 million people who saw it. Yeah. Wow. It was a beautiful. Okay. So here's where I'm going to interject. It was a beautiful video. It spoke to my soul I ended up posting it along with so many other people. We ended up posting it on our Instagram feeds. And I, when I watched it, all I did was got pure value. I didn't think about, although you're a gorgeous woman, I didn't think about how you looked, how you sounded, the words you used. I, I heard your message. That's what, you know, went to my soul. But what were you thinking about that video? Well, it completely changed my life afterwards. But in the moment, I was trying not to get emotional on camera. (laughs) Mm, I bet. Yeah, I was trying to keep my composure. And then I'm like, "Uh, I've got on this grody, you know, sweatshirt. Maybe I should wear something (laughs) different. Like, that's what I was thinking. But I was mostly hoping that, you know, maybe a 100 people might see it. You know, maybe that. Right. And so it's been literally the craziest thing that's ever happened to me, but in the best way I've, I've gained some of the most amazing relationships that you can imagine. And just knowing that there are people saying, you know, I use this video to teach a class or I use this video to talk to my parents about race for the first time. It just blows me away every day to know that people are still discovering it and still writing me letters about it. I bet I'm not even surprised. It was amazing. Thank you. But This whole idea of if we're looking at your steps, like affirming your voice, you said, create your mantra, uh, build your bridge, looking at the things that you've done to help others or identifying your magic, even you creating that video, if if you didn't stand in what you were about and what you've done, you might have never even had the courage to make that video. So absolutely. Talk to me a little bit more about the step of affirming your voice. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we put too much attention on ourselves and how we're feeling and how, you know, what we think something should be, but you have to keep the attention on who you're here to serve. If you've got medicine on your heart that you want to talk about, you never know who's actually like, yes, somebody finally said it. Somebody thinks like me. Someone likes the same tea as me. It doesn't matter. Like we automatically feel like, oh, you know, I'm this, or I look like this, or no one's going to feel this way. And you have to remember it's a huge world out there. And your voice is not redundant. You're unique. 
you have your own unique magic. And so one of the ways to keep that in mind is just to keep keep tabs and keep score on the things that you've accomplished, the people that you've helped, the people who love you. Like we, we pay attention to the haters in the comments, you know? We- uh, amen. <laughs> it's so true. I love that you brought that up. I haven't talked about this yet and I'll probably talk about it on a podcast, but I recently made a hard decision to close my insiders club, which is a free Facebook community for my alumni. And tons and tons of thought went into this and like six months of planning and all of that, we announce it. And there was a handful of people in the group that were very, very mad at me for doing this. And I've never had my students like blatantly tell me mean things about myself. Like some of them were very, very mean. And we counted up, like when I was kind of in my, the most hurtful point of that, when it just like really stung and I knew I could just cry over it. We counted out how many people said mean things versus those who supported us or just gave us like some of their feedback, but they weren't blatantly mean. And it was so few, but all I focused on were those horrible, really just mean comments. It's so easy to focus on those when literally they are not the, the majority. It's so true. It's it. We all do it, Amy. Like we all, rather it be people upset about something you said. Like I, I was paralyzed for a while after my video, you know, going viral because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to say this completely right, and I, I have to talk to everyone, and I have to, you know, there was so much pressure. But it's like again, remove that and replace it with the focus on who you're here to serve. It will always guide you back. It will always bring you back to where you belong. And another thing that's really helpful, and that's, it's still a part of this tip is, you know, affirming yourself is get support, you know, have a group of friends that, that hype you up every time you post, or my friends and I will text each other reminders about ourselves. Okay. I love that. Yes. Absolutely. It works. You know, even if you have to set up a reminder on your phone just for yourself, just, you know, remind yourself that what you're here to do is important and your voice is important. And I have to work on this part, this particular step myself because of feeling pressure and and knowing that, you know, there's a lot more eyeballs on me. So, yes. It's so so true. Yeah, right. I have to like just reaffirm what I'm here to do, whether it's 11 people, whether it's 6 million people, I still have the same voice and I'm going to stay true to that. And that's what I think you have to focus on in that step. I love this idea of creating your support circle. And I will tell you, going through this whole thing with getting the negative feedback about closing my group, I said to Hobie the other night, I said, the one thing, the biggest gift that this whole thing has brought to me is that I know who my friends are. I know my ride or dies. And I am so fortunate to have friends that literally voice text me every day. You're in it, girl. You're doing what you believe is right. Stay strong. People love you. Like every single day they knew I needed that. And I don't know if I could get through something like this without that without your people, it's important to have that support. And and it's so crazy for me, like before I met you, you were an extremely inspiring person that I listened to for so, for so long. Amy, I was, I was with you back in the old videos, girl. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. So, oh yeah, back in the old ones. So I've been a long time <laughs> fan. So for me, I would have, I would have never thought about anyone saying anything bad because of how, you know, you've affected me over the years. And I know other people feel the same way. So it's like, 
it's compounded. You've always offered value. And even for someone just getting started, if people are following you and they love you, it's, it's, they, they deserve the focus. Yes. It's so true. Bringing it back to who you serve. And the one last thing I'll say about this, and we can go on to the next step is if you don't have a circle of friends, especially those that get you in your online business that you're creating, like we have to find our circle of friends that understand that our, our business is our baby and we're in it and we're making it happen. And we're a little bit of a different breed than let's say (laughs) we were when we were in corporate or whatever. The way you get a circle like that, if you don't have one yet, is you actually show up as the kind of person or friend that you would like. So you're reaching out to people, you're cheering them on, you're making that effort and it will come back to you, I promise. But if you don't have the circle yet, you might need to start it by like giving more than you ask for in return. And it really does pay off. Oh yes, girl. I will slide in somebody's DMs. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I think that's how you and I became friends. Am I getting my story right? The first time you had cut, you gave me that amazing insight and feedback, right? Yes. That was our first time. And I, I treat my Instagram like a community. And if there's someone that I like or someone that I, that resonates with me, I'm, I'm not afraid to speak up and, and talk to them and, you know, continuously engage because I know how hard it is to keep showing up. And I'm always trying to do what I would want others to do for me is just connect, you know? Yes. I, I, I totally am coming from the same place. So I think it served us both well. Yes. <laughs> okay. So tell me the next step. All right. So the next step, my clients say that it's the technical step, but I, w- I don't call it that. <laughs> I would just say this is the point where you would want to set a goal and keep yourself accountable. And again, you can use your group for this. If you don't have one, then you can use, you know, like a scheduling service or put it on your calendar, but just hold yourself accountable to specific dates. That's how I started off when I was feeling a little bit about how to show up. I made myself, I'm like, okay, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, starting off with just two days, I post no matter if I have to batch it, no matter if I have to shoot it, you know, ahead of time, whether it's a video, I'm going to serve on these days. Right. And that was like a promise that I made to myself. I'm like, nobody had to know about it. I'm just like, on these days, I'm going to track what I'm doing and am I making time to serve? And then also create a reward system for yourself, you know? So you're like, okay, you know what, this whole month, I posted or I showed up, you know, rather it be for your group, because it's not just Instagram, it's, you know, wherever you show up. If you have stayed true to what you said you would do, then you create a reward system for yourself. And that could be anything. (laughs) It could be whatever you, you know, choose to have as your reward. But having someone hold you accountable is very helpful, but just committing to that and, and making sure that you're tracking, am I, you know, doing what I said I would do. That's the, mm, that's the I love that. Mm-hmm. Putting, putting it out there, saying you're going to do it and actually doing it. I think my confidence has grown when I became more, I'm not perfect at it, but more so uh, a woman of my word to myself. So when I started sticking with those goals, I, I started to trust myself more. And I think confidence came from that. Oh, you that is so true. I'm, I say this all the time, Amy, is that your subconscious hears all of the things that you say about yourself, what you're capable of, what you're not capable of. And when you break promises to yourself, you do chip away at your confidence. And and I don't know if everyone, you know, thinks that way, but I know personally, when I keep a promise to myself, 
I feel more capable. I show up, you know, as my, the highest version of myself and a bright light because I feel like I'm serving and I'm actually doing what I said I would do. And it, it changes for sure. So true. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Okay. And then the final step, what is it? All right. So the final step is repeat, recommit and repeat because a lot of times people think, okay, she gave me the steps. That'll be the end of the problem. <laughs> I'll be <And> done. <laughs> <laughs> you have to recommit because there's going to be something that stops you, whether it be, you know, you're having a rough time or any, anything will knock you off your game. It's, it's guaranteed. The fifth step is recommitting, whether it be weekly, whether it be daily, whatever works for you, recommit and then repeat this process. So it sounds like it's one, two, three, which it is, but there's some times where you're going to have to come back to step one. You're like, oh, my inner dialogue is off. I know I'm, who is this person in my head just treating me so bad? <laughs> like, you know, you're going to be, you're, those negative thoughts are going to come up and you're going to have to revisit certain steps. So it's really important to just make sure that you're recommitting, going through these steps and using a journal, write it down and, and keep track of where you are in the process. And tell me this, how do you know if these steps are working? So for me personally, and I can tell you from my experience and then what other clients have said, for me personally, when I, re- when I feel connected to my audience, when I've, when I've been showing up, and obviously the proof is if, if you've been posting or not, or if you've been showing up, but it's the energy. When you are starting to have dialogue with people online, when you feel like you're a part of the conversation, it's just something clicks and you kind of get into a groove. I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but it's, it's, it's kind of like you get in the flow. Yep. There's no blockage. You show up, you give, you receive, and you feel like it's like an energy exchange between you and your audience. It's really, really powerful, but there's a lot of things that can block you from feeling that way. So I would say the feeling of flow. Um, my clients, I've heard people say, I know this is working when I don't think twice. When, I'm not, when it doesn't take me <laughs> a week to post one thing or to film one video. You get what I mean? It's like the, the idea and the execution, there's a shorter time period between them. Oh, I like that when there's a shorter time period between them. So mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy. 
all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Now you have a training that goes deeper into all of this with more prompts and more guidance. Tell us more about that and how my listeners can actually work with you. Yeah, so this was the second course that I've made and I'm I'm pretty new to the the online course world, but this one was really fun because I used a lot of examples, I used a lot of um my own personal experience and so it's a self-guided workshop um and we're we're still finishing it up, but I'm excited because I got very personal and I used real life examples of things that, you know, can stop you from, you know, posting, showing up and I identified my own, but I also had other people come in and talk about their experiences and how they got over it. So it's an online workshop, but it's also there's some interviews in there and just things that people can relate to. Um, so it's not your regular course. It's, it's got a lot of fun, entertaining stuff in there too. Oh, cool. And by the time this episode comes out, hopefully it will be live. Where could they go to find out more about it? So they can just go to mavenl.com. Um, all of my courses are on the front page. This one will be front and center by the time this airs. Spell that out for everyone. M-A-V-E-M-E-L-L-E.com. Perfect. I am so glad to call you a friend and also to have you on the show because I think Dealing with confidence is something that I've struggled with from day one. It has gotten easier as my business has gotten more successful and I've actually done the work, but I still need to do the work every day. So these five steps were really eye-opening to me as well. So thank you so very much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Amy. This is it's truly an honor. I'm, I'm a huge fan and so happy to be here and to meet you. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. So likewise, <laughs> thanks again, friend. No problem. Isn't she amazing? It's pretty clear that her process works because she radiates confidence. I just love her. I love how we met. I love that we've stayed friends. And I also really appreciate learning from Iverly because she has so much value to share. So promise me this one thing. You'll commit to these five steps and actually practice them. I would love to see you use these steps when you do your next Facebook Live or maybe your first Instagram Reel or whatever it might be. Use these leading up to even your first webinar. I want you to show up confidently and that truly is all about your mindset. It's pretty powerful stuff. I can't wait to see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.